Hello and welcome to Parsha for Non-Revitans, where we spend up to five minutes discussing Parsha's Hashavua. So you don't come to the table thinking, wait, what Parsha is it this week? We'll start with a brief recap of the Parsha and then move on to a short thought. I'm Esther Kurtz, your resident non-Revitan, and let's do this. This week is Parsha's Lech Lecha, titled for Hashem telling Avram, Lech Lecha. Go forth and leave your homeland to the place that I will show you. That place was Canaan, to be done at a later date as Eretz Yisrael. So for those of you in the back asking if we have indigenous roots to the land, I say, you think? This was the second of ten decianos of Avram Avinu, and he passed. After this, there was a famine, so Avram and Sarai traveled to Mitzrayim, where Avram, fearing for his and Sarai's life, told Sarai to pretend he was her brother and hid her in a box. The Mitzrayim found Sarai and brought her to Paro, where, despite his best efforts, Paro could not get close to her. Finding out that Sarai was actually married to Avram, Paro sent them back from whence they came, but not without giving them many gifts. This made Avram a very rich man. At this point, Avram parted ways with his nephew Lot, over the argument with the shepherds and the muzzles. And if my kid comes home with a cotton ball sheep and don't take someone else's snack song, I will try my hardest not to roll my eyes and not to throw out the project before Shabbos. No promises. Then there's a battle between the four and five Malachim where Lot is taken captive. Aram comes to the rescue, defeating the armies of the four kings. The bris Bain Habasarim is up next, where Hashem promises Avram the land of Eretz Yisrael that his descendants will be slaves in Mitzrayim, but they will leave with great wealth. Avram is still childless, and at Sarah's request, he marries Hagar, who then disrespects Sarah, and Sarah is unkind to her in return. So, Hagar runs off to the desert, and Amalek tells her to go back and to submit to Sarah, and that she will have a child named Yishmael, who will be a para-Adam. Yeah, we all know how that turned out. Then, Hashem changes Avram's name to Avraham, and Sarai to Sarah. Then, Hashem commands Abraham to perform a bris milah on himself and every man in his household. So at the age of 99, Avram performs a bris milah on himself. And that's where the Parsha leaves off. Moving on, this week has one of my favorite Rashi's, which I know sounds like it disqualifies me as a non rebertan because, like, do you have a favorite Rashi? But honestly, I didn't know it was a Rashi until I read through the Parsha. I've known and loved this part for years and only just found out it was Rashi's first. Anywho, after the battle between the five Malachim and the four Malachim, Hashem tells Avram that his reward will be very great, to which Avram replies, I don't have kids. Meaning to say that whatever reward he gets, what point is there if he has no child to inherit it? Hashem responds that the one that will come forth from you will inherit. And then Hashem took Avram outside. Viyotze oso hachutz. And, as every child knows, Hashem told Avram to count the stars. Spoiler, you can't. And that's how numerous his offspring will be. Total side note, I went with my family to the Liberty Science Center and saw the presentation on the pictures from the James Webb Telescope. And oh my Hashem, those stars are so gorgeous and so many. Mind-blowing, really. But let's get back to Rashi. The basic question is, why did Hashem tell him to go outside? What difference did it make? Why did he have to look? Why couldn't Hashem just leave it at, you're going to have a kid? And one of the simple and brilliant answers that has tremendous relevance for today is that B'nai Yisrael are above Mazalos. Yes, Mazalos. It's real energy that affects the world we live in and the lives we lead. But B'nai Yisrael doesn't have to be tied down to it. Through tefillah 
and connecting with Hashem, we can transcend it. We can step outside of reality, connect with the real reality, and in turn, create our own reality and destiny. Horoscopes, the real ones, not the ones in the newspaper, can be fun, and sometimes they feel like they totally get you. But why be tied down to what the world tells you you are when you can be what you aspire to be? Wishing you a good Shabbos. See you next Parsha. Have questions or comments? Email me at amuna4nr at gmail.com. That's E-M-U-N-A-H, the number four, nr at gmail.com.